0: Good Risings. I'm Liz Earnshaw and this is Hash It Out. Welcome back. I hope you are having a great week. This week we are exploring how our younger years can influence our adult relationships. And we're really going to dig into what is called the Imago, which is an unconscious image of familiar love. Yesterday, I talked a little bit about it, and I asked you to think about your own relationships and to think about the types of things that disappoint you in those relationships and the types of things that feel good. We tend to find that the things that disappoint us again and again in relationships are often the things that disappointed us in childhood. So for example, if I'm working with someone who feels really disappointed by maybe their partner not being emotionally available, I might ask them, does this feel familiar to you? And often I'll I'll hear from them, yes, it definitely feels familiar. This is not the only time in my life that I felt this. When I was growing up, my parents were not available emotionally. And so if you find yourself getting stuck in a pattern with a partner or with a lot of people in your life where you always feel disappointed in the same way. I would be curious to know if that is showing up in a familiar way from childhood. Sadly, what this can do sometimes is it can make us believe that this is just the way it is, right? So if you grew up, let's say having a really emotionally unavailable parent or caregiver, and then you have partners or friends or other family members who are also emotionally unavailable. And let's say you go to a therapist and they start talking to you about, you know, what would it be like to be with someone who is emotionally available? Would you like that? You might even think there's nobody out there that's emotionally available. And that would make sense that you you feel that way or that you think that because a lot of your experiences have led you to feel disconnected from people. And this isn't because every single person out there is emotionally unavailable. As a therapist, one of the greatest aspects of my job is that I see so many people. I see so many types of couples. I see so many types of families. And what I can tell you is that while, yes, there are emotionally unavailable people out there, I've also worked with so many people that are. So then why does this happen? Let's look at a listener question that's related to this. All right. This question comes from a listener who is listening in from California, and their question is, Dear Liz... I have a pattern of finding men to date that at first seem as if they are really soft spoken and gentle, and later on turn out to be domineering. What is going on here? Why do I continue to be in these relationships? Now, this was the initial question. I was really curious about this question and I wanted to know a little bit more. So I dug in and I asked, is this something that you've experienced before? Have you been in relationships with people who feel domineering? And the person said, yes. When I was growing up, my father was very domineering, but I promised myself that I was never going to grow up and be in relationships with someone like that, that I was going to be in relationships with people who were more equitable and fair. And so I've sought after people who did not seem domineering. And yet, as I date them and as I get to know them, it turns out that they are domineering and I often feel really surprised by this. So this is a really common thing that we come across, right? Where somebody grows up saying to themselves, I'm not going to go into the same relationship or I'm not going to go into a relationship with someone who has these same characteristics as my caregiver that I don't like. And then we end up in grown up relationships. And we end up with people who have these characteristics. And what I'll see is I'll I'll see somebody like this saying, you know, my parent was really domineering. They were in a really high powered job. So I'm not going to date anybody like them. But what they will unfortunately look for are very surface characteristics to try to prevent Getting into a relationship with someone that has those more ingrained characteristics. So for example, if this person, and I didn't dig this deep with them, but if this person's parent was a financial advisor, or they were a lawyer, or something like that, they might have said to themselves, I'm not going to date anybody that's like that. And so maybe they avoid the lawyers, maybe they avoid the people on Wall Street. And maybe they go for a musician or an artist, thinking, this person seems different than my parent. They're not going to be domineering. That stuff on the outside, a career or how someone dresses or any of that, some of it could be a clue, but it's often not the whole picture. And so later down the road, you might find that, yes, even though they're a very poetic artist or they're a musician or they're a school teacher or whatever it was that you felt like was different than that domineering parent, that they might still have characteristics that are domineering. And this is the really challenging thing. And for anybody that's out there looking for somebody to date, this is what I want to encourage you to do. Really sit down and think, what am I trying to avoid for my childhood? And what am I trying to continue? Which legacies do I want to maintain in my relationships? And which of those past hurts do I want to discontinue? And then I want you to ask yourself, how have I been trying to figure out if people have these things? Have I been doing it through more surface ways where I'm not really going to get that information? Or have I really been watching behavior? And I wanna encourage you to watch behavior. Tomorrow, I'm gonna dig in a little bit more on how you can start to identify what you yourself might have as your relationship template or your imago. So we're gonna talk about which characteristics you might be looking for and which characteristics you might be avoiding. Also, just a really fun note before I go today, my book comes out in just a few days. It is available for pre-order now. So if you order it now, it will be on your doorstep on November 30th. You can order it anywhere books are sold. And I am just so excited for it to come to your door. So I just wanted to add that little note. I'm Liz Earnshaw, and you can find me on Instagram at LizListens. Thank you for listening to Good Risings. We love hearing from you. So please leave us a review. And until next time, love on your loved ones. And when that gets hard, tune in to me to learn how to hash it out. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers,